0: All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to The Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers can learn how to grow their bootcamp and social media. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where personal trainers go to grow their bootcamp and social media. My name's Jono, and I'm your host, and I'm super excited because we've got a big event coming up. It's Fitex. Now, if you're not aware of what Fitex is, it's actually the biggest convention for fitness professionals in New Zealand, and it's an amazing convention. I go every single year. And just a little story about how I discovered Fitex. It was a couple years ago now when I think I listened to a podcast and it said, hey, it's the podcast host was saying how important it is to upskill and that conventions and conferences are a great way to upskill. So I was like, great, I'll, I'll check out Phylex when that's coming up and I'll book that. And I had a look at Phylex. It was in Melbourne at the time. I'm in Sydney and I missed the early bird. Tickets were maybe a $1,000. And I was like, okay, eh, it's the cost of going. I think I can do that. Looked at accommodation. It was a, a couple hundred dollars uh, in the middle of Melbourne I was like, oh, this is adding up. Had a look at flights. I you know, missed the, the early bird flights as well, so they were adding up. And I was like, oh, no. I mean, I want to go, but this is starting to add up. I wonder if there's anything else around the place. So I did a bit of a, a Google search. I had a look and found there was Fidex in New Zealand. And I had a look through, and um, I got the early bird rate, so it was a, a lot cheaper than a 1,000 Australian. I looked at the accommodation, and it was a lot cheaper than, um, than a couple hundred dollars a night. So I was like, okay. Had a look at flights. It's not too bad from Sydney. I think it's about a three-hour flight. And to be honest, I've been stuck in traffic longer than that in Sydney. So I was like, you know what? This is looking good. Checked out the presenters, and the presenter quality was amazing. So I booked it. And I loved it. You know, the quality was as good as anywhere else. I've since been to many other conventions across the, the world, and the quality there is just as good. The community and the culture, I believe, is friendlier than anywhere else. And also it's a lot smaller, which in my opinion is a good thing. You go to uh, some convention, there's a lot of people, which is great, but there's also an advantage to having a small one. It's almost the equivalent to, you know, why do we pay a bit more for personal training because it's a bit more personal. Same thing with this convention. But anyways, from there, I decided I'm going back every single year. And this year, I've been lucky enough to be accepted as a presenter uh, a couple different presentations, actually. So this month on the podcast, what I'm going to do is interview the biggest names in the New Zealand fitness industry to get everyone who's going more excited about going. And anyone that's sitting on the fence, I want these next couple of interviews to push you over the line so you come down. Anyways, talking about the biggest names in the New Zealand fitness industry, I believe we've got one of the biggest names on the show today because this person is the CEO of the Exercise Association of New Zealand. Now, I'm sure he'll give us a bit of a rundown of what that is later, but... To summarise, they organise Fitex, and straight off their website, they're a non-for-profit organisation. Their mission is to proactively support a sustainable exercise and fitness industry in New Zealand by growing participation in structured exercise through advocacy, information and industry standards. And this person on his own, he's very active. He's been on many boards, the, the Active the Uh, the New Zealand Register of Exercise Professionals, Reps, the International Confederation of Exercise Professionals, IC Reps. He's an international presenter. He's presented in conferences all over the world, Singapore, USA, Australia, New Zealand, China, Hong Kong, South Africa, all the biggest conventions, URSA, Filex, FitEx, for the biggest companies, Anytime Fitness Curves. So without further ado, we've got the one and only Mr. Richard Betty. Richard, how are you? I'm very good. in yourself? I am amazing. Thank you very much for your, your time here, Richard. What i like to start all these interviews off with is a quote or mantra that you like to live by or motivates you or inspires you. Have you got one you could share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think there's kind of two, I'll say almost concepts that I really like. And, and the first one is being authentic. You know, know what you're about and do that. Uh, everyone always wants to tell you you should do this or you should do that. And I think right, I'm not going to tell you that. But know what it is that you're about and whether that be in a business capacity or whether it be in a personal capacity and then be, be that. Live it and breathe it. Um, and the other one I would say is, is trust yourself. Trust yourself, back yourself and follow Um, You know, a lot of people talk about following your passion, but whatever it is that you're doing right now, and it may be that, in fact, your job isn't your passion, and that's okay, by the way. Um, It's great when it is, but it's okay if it's not. But just trust yourself and back yourself When when you're doing something new or you're launching into this industry or maybe you've been doing it a while and you're going into new ideas. Trust yourself, back yourself, and go for it.
0: Love it. Love both those bits of advice there, Richard. Hey, before we get into it, Richard, what I'd like to start with is just a quick summary about you. If you were to, to meet someone in a barbecue, what do you tell them you do? I'm sure you don't give them the roll call like like I did just then. How do you summarize what, what you do to one of your friends or if you meet someone new?
1: Well, interesting enough, there's always that danger at the barbecue, and I think we've all had it in the fitness industry, where if you tell people you work in the fitness industry, particularly anything to do with the gym, their first reaction is to tell you why they don't go because they actually feel guilty, or is it okay if I eat that sausage because it isn't saturated fat bad for me. And so um, I know it's probably not the question you're actually asking, but I'm I'm sometimes a wee bit careful in how I phrase it because I'm aware that in fact, and that's an interesting one. is that some people are actually scared of our industry. Those that we know, the people that we associate with more than likely are active people. And if you've been doing it regularly, you know that you actually enjoy it. But here's the thing for people that aren't active, they don't get that. And so for them, it's that thing they should do. It's like eating more vegetables or brushing your teeth if you're a four-year-old kid. I should do it, but I kind of don't. Um, so really, in an answering your question, I often say, look, I work in the exercise industry in New Zealand. I generally just start with that, and that's what I say. And I used to do that when I owned a gym. I do that now when I, you know, I'm the CEO of the Exercise Association. But I generally just say, that's the industry I work in. Um, and they go, you know, what does well, that mean? I go, well, I can work for the industry body, so we look after everyone that provides exercise. We're really just trying to encourage more Kiwis to be active. Um, and I kind of leave it at that generally because if they want to engage with me more about that, happy to tell them the story. If they tell me that they're going to a gym, that's awesome carry on going um they tell me that they're looking for a personal trainer or i can help with that too um but rather than getting a wee bit too preachy because there's way too many messages out there that do get a bit preachy and they start telling you, you're you basically doing a bad job as a human being because you're not eating your fruit and vegetables you're not exercising enough you probably drink alcohol occasionally all of these things are terrible for you uh, and basically you failed right um and the thing is if you go to the gym once a week or you you go to a walk once a week that is way better than not going for a walk once a week is it enough Maybe not, uh, but let's have a discussion about that one later. Um, the problem, I think, in, in our industry, there's way too many messages that are, I would say, unachievable on step one. And so I like to keep my barbecue message pretty simple, which is, hey, you know, I work for this industry body that happens to get try to get more people active. And, you know, if, if they then want to engage with me about that, that's cool, and uh, they just want to talk about themselves, that's cool as well.
0: Love it. I think that's awesome advice, Richard. Not only was it a good answer to the question, but I feel like a lot of my listeners have got a lot out of that as well. They're like, okay, maybe I should answer my barbecue question a bit like that to make it a bit more of a friendly and make me less intimidating because I get that all the time. You know, oh, I'm a personal trainer. All of a sudden, oh, so I shouldn't be eating this in front of you. So I love, I love how you've um you've broken. Well, that. Normally,
1: I've got a glass of wine in my hand if I'm at a barbecue, so <laughs> it's like, hey, no, no, I believe in balance. Um, and so you know, whether it be I'm eating a sausage, just like yeah, and I'm going to probably eat a sausage as well because you know barbecues and sausages go really well. Um. <laughs> And whether or not you want to say, I only eat organic sausages, that's a whole different conversation for another day. Uh, But personally, I always say, hey, someone's giving me some food. Uh, Thank you very much. Um, And let's drink some nice wine while we're chatting.
0: Love it. Well, hey, let's get into it now, Richard. So what I want to speak mainly about today is, Around the whole personal training, upskilling, educating themselves, going to conventions, how to get the most out of conventions, bit about FedEx, all that sort of stuff there. I think the best way to start is the purely education side of things. So I'm pretty confident that you and me both agree that if you want to be a successful trainer or want to be successful in the fitness industry, you've got to keep upskilling. If you could give us just your comments on that. What's your opinion there?
1: Look, I think it's absolutely essential, and I think it's really interesting. I look at other professions, and I think what makes a great doctor, what makes a great lawyer? You know, if we take away the soft stuff, uh, and I, I, they are really important. You know, how they relate to me as a human being is very important. But in terms of their core skills, I think of my doctor. Now, he's, uh, he's roughly my age, so he's sort of late 40s, maybe 50, and he uh, probably did med school 20, 25 years ago. Now, what he learned at med school, while relevant, is way less relevant than what he's learned in the last 25 years. So I'm very interested, in, and I want to know that that person is up-to-date as opposed to qualified from 25 years ago. Because some of the things that we've learned, even that I know from medical medical world, say, from online, in the last 25 years, lots has changed. And the same in the exercise industry. I think, you know, 10 years ago, the idea of high-intensity interval training, I'm not say it didn't exist, but certainly it wasn't mainstream. The idea that maybe yoga was good for everybody, was a I'll say a radical idea um, and so there's so, you know they these are very simple things but they were far from known um, five ten years ago and, and if you've been in the industry 20 years you'll know there's so much to change you know personal trainers used to be for, for movie stars and athletes I mean why on earth would you need someone to pay you to tell you to do exercise um, and so I think it's really important to understand you know, the value of ongoing education is in fact higher than the value of initial education of course both matter. Um, and if you're early on in your career, you kind of the two might blur into each other. Um, but actually, the longer you go on, the less it matters what you learned ten years ago, and I'll say school or university or polytech. Uh, or uh, but in, in New Zealand, you know, it's, it's wherever you got that knowledge. But actually, it's all about what you've done since.
0: Yeah, I love that for so many different reasons. And I've never heard someone put it like that. I like the way how you've put it, your continuing education, the more you get on is more valuable than your initial education. So I love that there. Now, we're going to speak about conventions and conferences, but just before we go into that, what are the other ways that uh, personal trainers listening to this can get some good education out there, Richard? Have you got any tips for that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think the, the, the cool thing is, is, is do your homework. Just search um, and, you know, look out there. And, and obviously there's lots online. Um, online is always a double-edged sword, so you make sure that those are providing it. Uh, and I don't just, you know, sometimes watching YouTube channels can be really educational, but be careful just because someone's got a YouTube channel doesn't make them an expert. Um, I'm also, one of the things I always say, if someone's trying to sell you something, just be aware that everything that they might say prior to the selling bit may or may not be correct. And again, that's where that sort of... Uh, uh, appropriately, um, you know, and, and, and clinically, in and analyzing, um, and being, uh, if, if need be, um, confronting and saying, is, "Is this actually right?" Particularly if they're trying to sell you a product. But you know, look out there. Look, look at what's available. Particularly on the lookout if you're in a smaller city, or maybe not a major. A major. I mean, you're in a smaller city, or even a small town. What's available in your city? Because they do come to your city, but maybe not every week. Um, you're very fortunate if you're in Sydney or in, mm-hmm. in Auckland, New Zealand. <laughs> If I look on the Reps website, I see probably 20 or 30 things in Auckland every year. If you're in Dunedin, there might be three or four. Um, but when they come to your town, if it's something you're interested in, really go and do it. Because that opportunity to be around other people, and this is, I suppose, coming back to you know one of the benefits of it. Yes, you will get education, and education is really valuable. But being around other like-minded people... Or potentially being around other people that are not like you. Um, I recently did um, just out of interest. I did an animal flow workshop. So I did oh, the,
0: love it, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I did it just with a person. Someone said, "Hey, oh, do you want to do an animal flow?" I was like, sure. Heard of it? What, what actually is it? In fact, it had been been at FedEx conference for a couple of years, and um, Mike's come over and, and done the sessions. They were they were awesome, really popular. I didn't have a lot of time to actually see it, but I thought, yeah, kind of sounds pretty cool. It's a bit like yoga, isn't it? You know, and that, that that's literally all I knew. And then so I did it. And it's like wow i totally had it wrong yes some of the poses look like it but it's not at all and then i thought oh wow there's actually um andrew chadwick chaddy was coming to christchurch to do the the, to be the master trainer and it's like great opportunity what was really interesting in that workshop was there were pts there were yoga teachers Mm -hmm. there was a dance teacher there was someone actually whose son had done it and she was really interested in it and there was one person who was actually a non-exerciser who loved the idea of animal flow, who wanted to do it for her own practice. And you go, this is awesome. And so obviously there was some commonality, but there was also some, hey, you you, you come from a different world. You come from the yoga world. You come from the dance teaching world. What can we learn off you and off each other? Um, And that was so, so valuable. So, you know, and that's just taking one simple example. I went to one workshop for one weekend on a particular modality. Um, But, you know, conferences are just that. uh, I was going to say on steroids, it's probably a bad (laughs) Someone will misquote me. Um, uh, So, yeah, look, anything that can get more people to be hanging around other awesome people is a good thing.
0: Love it. Well, that probably transitions well onto conventions and conferences. Just before we do, I want to expand on what Richard said a little bit there. If there is, if you are in a small town, because we've got a lot of, obviously, listeners, rural Australia and regional Australia, if something comes anywhere around your area, it's worth just clearing your calendar and going because there's two ways you can look at it. Oh, I'd love to go, but I've got something on. I would go the other way, see when it's coming, prioritise and can everything else and go to that thing there. So I I love that there. Let's move on to conferences and conventions, Richard. So we know the benefits of education now. What are the advantages of getting them from a convention or a conference?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I can share my first um, time when I went to a conference and I I really, to be honest, I didn't really know what it was. I knew that there were some sessions on. I'd um, I'd owned a gym for just on a year and I heard of this thing called a conference in New Zealand and I thought, Wouldn't be a bad idea, I suppose, to to learn some stuff. And so I went along not really knowing. And one of the things I realized was absolutely the sessions are gold, you know, learning from people who know stuff that you don't. And secondly, of course, is that being around other people that share either common challenges or just share a common objective with you. Um, one of the most amazing experiences I had was to talk to another fellow Jim And until then, I hadn't spoken to a lot of others and realizing that we'd all had the same challenge. We'd all, you know, we actually laughed about the fact that we'd employed people who turned out to be the, the worst human beings on the planet. Because I want to say how good we are at employing people. And boy, boy, oh boy, I've employed some amazing people over the years. And, you know, that's, I'd like to think due to my good judgment, and it's probably more due to the fact that they were amazing before I met them. Um, but also I've made some mistakes. And you realize that, Oh, other people have done that too. Now, it doesn't make the problem go away, but you realise, fuel. I'm I'm a human being. I make mistakes. And what can I learn? What What do we mutually learn? And we would share stories about who the who who employed the worst human being. Did you win that one? Did you win that one? Did you or? Well, we did have a staff member who once left a note that says she was threatening to leave her uniform on the on the um, on the reception counter and walk out naked. Um, <laughs> That was her resignation letter. Luckily, she, she walked out with the uniform, which we refer to. <laughs> as, um, I'm not going to mention her name because, uh, yeah, but it was like, okay, radio. so you're not happy then. Um, but, you know, that's just yeah. You know, again, it's, a, it's an interesting story, but to be able to go, I thought I was the only person that did that. I thought I was the only person that had that challenge. Um, and it could be that or it could be a more serious thing like, hey, I'm, I'm not understanding social media. I don't know Facebook we keep on boosting our posts and no one's reading them and spending a whole bunch of money and I just don't understand how it works. Oh, me too. Oh, great. Well, we're going to go to the Facebook session this afternoon and learn from it. But then afterwards we might keep in contact and particularly when you realize that most of the people in the room, um, you can view them two ways. They are your competitor or actually they are, they are your allies because they are people trying to do the same thing you do, which is get more people active. And whether that being they're another gym or another trainer or just another modality, you know, the yoga teacher and the dance teacher and the PT are actually doing the same role with different tools. Um, and I think it really depends. It's totally your decision how you view those other people. Even if they're down the road from you, I can think you have more to benefit from working with them than you have from working, um, you know, oh, they're, the, they're the gym down the road because they compete for the same members. You go, really, you know, 80% of the population don't go to a gym. Um, over 50% of our population in Australia and New Zealand are obese. We know that we can help those people. And again, I'm preaching the converted when I talk to your audience. But, you know, there's our opportunity rather than saying that other trainer or that other gym or that other yoga teacher is my competition because they do what I do. Yeah, yeah. Do they really do what you do? Because th- I'd like to think you do something a bit different. So back yourself. No, they don't do what I do. They, they do it different to what I do, and that's okay. But I do what I do, and I do that really well.
0: Love it. I, I agree. Multiple different points there. Let's just expand on a couple of them. I like the whole allies versus competition. And I look at it another way as well. I'm like, well, hey, the competition's going to be there anyway. Whether I interact with them or not, they're going to be there. So why not get on with them and share tips and ideas and make both of us better? So I, I like that side of it there. Uh, also, the the hanging around with other people. I find the more and more with myself now that I learn just as much just from hanging out with other people than I do at the actual learning things. And there's this old saying, you know, your network is your net worth and you're the average of the five people you hang out with most. There's all these research out there that shows, Hey, if you hang around with these other people that are successful, that's going to help you as well. So just by being around that, I think is good. And I also like the, just the whole motivation and inspiring side of it. Whenever I leave a fitness convention, I am just so motivated and inspired. I just can't wait to to get back to the gym on Monday or get back to the boot camp on Monday and do it. And don't get me wrong. Look, an online course, you still get a little bit motivated. And yeah, look, you go and do a weekend course, you'll get a little bit motivated. But it just doesn't compare with having hundreds or you know, even thousands if you're in some of the biggest conventions of people there. There's just a, an atmosphere and energy and you just leave there so inspired, which I think is also just important as the education because... Uh, you can find the education a lot of different places. It's if you actually implemented that, you get the results. And I find the, the conventions help you implement it. And you, you'd agree with that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think going in with a plan that, you know, almost I would say have one piece of paper that says, what are you actually going to do? Because you're going to come away with probably about 4 million ideas. You know, have three big ones, maybe half a dozen smaller things that you can do literally tomorrow. Um, but have that plan from the beginning. What am I going to pick from this? I also just to reiterate what one of the things you just said about, um, the energy you come away with from a conference. Um, one of the things that often people ask me at the end of the conference, how did it go? And I go, well, I'm both exhausted and energized." <laughs> like, boy, boy, I'm, you know, like I've just, we've just put on this amazing event. There's been 800 people. We put an award ceremony on the Saturday nights, it's like it's work, 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 work. It's so amazing. And at the same time, I like, boy, oh, boy, I've just run out of adrenaline. Um, but it's so cool. Um, and one of the things I would say, if you happen to be around a team, so if you're at a studio with other people, I remember one club owner used to go themselves to the to, to conferences and they wouldn't bring staff. And often their staff would literally, and they'd say this to me, they would roll their eyes They go, oh God, he's been to a conference again. Because if you've ever had someone who's experienced something that you haven't and they want to tell you, and of course they go, it's amazing, you wouldn't believe it. And you're going, oh God, what? You go, no, no, I went to this conference, it was fantastic. You've got to go, there. I've got this great idea, we're going to change our market, we're going to change our product. And he's going, what are you on? Because you didn't experience it. you going. You just sound like a crazy guy who wants to change your whole business model because some guy on a they spoke to you. But if you were there with me, you would understand. And maybe you weren't at the same session as me, but you were at the same event. And we find that some of the small studios do this really well. They'll have like five staff, and either one stays behind, or if they can, there are studio maybe even doing the you know if the club's open but there's no staff. Whatever the dynamic of that particular studio is but most of them are at the event and that's the power. So that, you know, maybe the, the, the manager and the owners going to the sessions on business and the PTs are going to their ones and are jointly going to a couple on, you know, how to how to build a team or whatever it might be. That's the power of conventions where, uh, in fact, coming back to your point about accommodation, one of the things we do a little bit different with FedEx is from the very beginning, we looked at what are the barriers to why people can't attend and part of it can be cost, but it's not just the cost of the conference you know FedEx can be as low as just under $600 um, if you're registered with reps and you get the early bird rate but actually it's the cost of flying there, it's the cost of accommodation so we try to as much as possible keep that down so you know we'll share information about how to bus from the airport for $7 so that you don't have to spend $65 on an Uber but at the same time we'll also say there's on-site accommodation for $45 a night we buy the whole student village because we host it at a university, and that's such an awesome experience for the people. Because now you're in a basically an apartment setup where you've got your own bedroom that can you can lock a door, but you're actually in an apartment with other people five five bedrooms in an apartment like you would in a student village, and that's a really interesting and a fascinating dynamic. But again, it keeps costs down because forty five dollars a night is very affordable accommodation, um, and boy oh boy, you have a great social time as well.
0: Yeah, that's what got me over the line the first time. I was like, okay, you know. That's the cost of the convention. Okay, hold on. It's only $45 a night. Sign me up. And it's yeah. just, and especially coming from Australia, because I didn't really know anyone over there. And that's the other advantage to going to, staying in that accommodation if you don't know anyone. You could go and stay at an Airbnb not too far, and that would yeah, probably sure. be pretty reasonable as well at Auckland. Uh, but you just won't meet as many people. So uh, that's cool. I also like your point about the one the one pager. And I actually learned that from FedEx last year. Justin Thames at JT, I believe he gave the the opening at the the business one, I think, just after you. And he said, hey, before you do anything else, rip out one piece now, it's your to-do, and these are things you're going to do at the end of this convention. And I've brought that to every convention, and I love it. Now, where I'd like to go from here, Richard, let's talk about FedEx specifically. We've both been to a lot of conventions around the world. Fitex is definitely one of my favorites. I'm sure it's one of your favorites as well. Let's share with the listeners. What are the best things about FedEx. Let's get the people that are coming. Let's get them more excited. The people that are sitting over the fence, you know, what can we tell them to, to, to push them over the fence?
1: Sure. Well, one of the things we look at with um, when we've been designing the schedule for FedEx is to realise that it doesn't have to be one size fits all. Just like with exercise, there's no one size fits all. I mean, the more that we learn, you know, the, the magic way to do exercise is this. It's like, well, that's actually not right. There are there are lots of different ways, and you've got to do the way that most suits you. And that's a, a different conversation, but it's the same principle. And so, when we're looking at FedEx schedule. We don't just put on the stuff that, oh, that's gonna be the people that a hundred people want to come to see. Actually we'll put on a lot of those. So there'll be lots of sessions on what we call topical um, stuff of the day, really good stuff on whether it be um, you know Eno I doing a stuff on Fascia, um, whether it be someone doing a, you know a great business topic about you know how to how to do marketing on a five dollar a week budget kind of ideas like, yep, lots of trainers are interested in that stuff but actually saying, what about the specialty stuff? What about the stuff where only six people are interested in that? You go, That's the conference is the best time to do that because we won't be able to do that on a, on a, on a workshop because it just doesn't doesn't make sense financially or just logistically. We can't do that on a roadshow where we take it around 10 different cities because not only will you lose money at the first city, you'll lose money at the other nine as well. And then the presenter says, well, this doesn't work for me either. But actually at a, at a conference, you absolutely can and you should take those things, and I'll call them whether they're niche markets or whether they're just, you know, different PTs or different club owners at different points in their career need different bits of information. And to so say, let's have those too. So we love having, we've even had pre-convention workshops where eight people have turned up. I say to the presenter, oh, you know, how was it? He's thinking they're going to say, wait, it's not much. They go, it's the best one I've ever delivered. Because the engagement, you know, the eight people, first of all, wanted to be there. And secondly, the the, the amount of um." I suppose the uh, intensity of the interaction they got was just phenomenal, as opposed to the normal one where you might have fifty. Um, and again, part of that's New Zealand's a small market, but part of it also can be. Let's pick the things that maybe are a little bit niche, are a little bit more for certain people at certain points in their career, and have those. And I always say to people, when you're picking your sessions, you need to do two things course, pick what you like, and that's probably what you want. And most exercise professionals, it's going to be around the exercise stuff. It might be around nutrition and other stuff as well in terms of their, sort of rounding it off a bit and being a bit more holistic. could be anything from gut health to um, neurotransmitters in the brain. But if that's your world, great, go for it. And then pick what you need. And quite often for a new trainer, they want exercise knowledge and they need business knowledge. And I'm making it just one way or the other. It's not... Uh, two-dimensional there's 50 different dimensions to the industry as we know but if you're going to say you know one thing and to know that i, I want to have both i want to just go to business because that's the stuff i want i need to do but don't necessarily want to do right now but have a balance and so picks both of the columns and make sure then when you come away you'll go this is the stuff that i know will help my business to succeed in the future and this stuff i just love i just breathe this every day this is awesome i've got some more tools in my toolkit for my clients
0: Love it, love it. I'm excited already. And just to um, just to round off a few of though, or even just to for my audience listening, anyone from New Zealand, there's there's no excuse, right? If you're in New Zealand, I, I just recommend go there. If you're from Australia, same thing, especially from the east coast. It literally takes me three hours. It's a few hundred dollars. Like compared to what you pay to, compared to what you get, is just amazing, and it's an investment. All right, whatever you spend going over to FedEx, I guarantee you're going to make that back financially. Forget about what you learn and having fun and meeting people. All that's great. But I'm sure you'll even make that back financially just if you implement what you learn over there. So, Richard, am I right in saying there's currently an early bird special? If we can re- yes. register before. When does this early special end? Is it?
1: So finishes on 1st of October. Um, and it's $200 off the, the normal price. So it's well worth getting in if you are thinking about doing it. And again, you've got to plan this because you think, well, it's you know, the, the last weekend of November, you've got to think, well, that's got to be blocked off in my diary. If you're doing it now and you're thinking about it, book it now because it will happen. If you wait, not only will you miss the early bird, but what it means is in November, you'll be busy. I mean, let's face it, we all are. And if you ask me to do something next week, the chances I can say, well, I can't quite squeeze it in next week and I certainly can't take the whole weekend off. But if you ask me now in advance, well, actually, I can block it off now because I haven't got anything in there. So, you know, early bird, one October. But the reason we do it that early is to actually not just encourage people to book, but actually encourage people to, to diarize it and actually block out their own time because that that's that commitment from them.
0: Love it. And I think also, I want to add to that as well. If you're thinking of doing it, don't think about doing it. Just do it. This this Because um, this happened to me and it, it changed my life. Um, a few years ago now, I listened to a, a speaker. I don't know, have you heard of the bucket list guy? Travis Bell? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I heard him talk live a few years ago and he basically you know, said he's a bucket list guy. He encourages people to do things and he said, look, if there's one thing you're thinking of doing and you know it's going to be a benefit, go and do it. Don't think about it. Go and actually book something. And for me, that was going to the, the idea convention in the USA. And I was, I was thinking about it for like a year. Oh, should I go? Oh, it's in the USA. Oh, can I take it off work? I was coming up with every single excuse in the book. But I listened to Travis. He was really motivating. He's like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to book it. I went and I booked the convention and then from there it was a flow on effect and I went, ended up going and it literally changed my life and I had the best experience and now I'm like the biggest fan of conventions ever. So if you're yeah. thinking about going to FedEx, don't think about it. Just go on now and book that ticket. You'll get it cheaper. It's locked in. Everything will be cheaper. The flights will be cheaper. The accommodation won't be sold out. So just book it. But, hey, Richard, that's all we've got time for today. Is there anything I missed out? Is there anything I should have asked you but I didn't or anything you want to leave us with?
1: Look, I, no, I think that's a really good summary, and I, I really love what you're saying about you know just just do it, and you know if it's not go to Fedex, go to some go to another conference, you know go go and, and and experience and do and hang around other people that do what you do, and as you say, you, you'll come back with an amazing. You know, a bunch of tool, cool, cool tools to help your business, but uh, the, that energy, to, just to remind yourself, you know, what we do in this industry, and I say we in a collective sense, is we improve the lives, I'll say, of Kiwis in New Zealand, you know, one-on-one, you know, whether you're a PT or maybe in a small group or even in a large group with group exercise, but we actually improve their lives. And how many people can say that about their job? That is awesome, and we should celebrate that. So how about you hang around some other awesome people that do that, uh, and at the same time, come away with a whole bunch of great ideas? Love it. Love it. All right, Richard, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Johnny. Pleasure.
0: If you liked the show, share it with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your boot camp, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalised meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort